0: Hello, welcome to the next episode of the Good Anime Palace Podcast. I am your co host, uh, Will, and on uh, my side, I've got my other co host. Jason, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine. This is episode 9, yeah? Yeah. yeah. man. Lots and lots of episodes, but so much more shit that we want to keep talking about. So, hopefully we'll be able to bring you uh, some insightful uh, details and information about uh, today's topic. But, as always, we're going to be starting off with uh, a couple of things. um, Most namely, stuff that we have watched, and in some cases, like me, haven't watched, because I've been so goddamn busy the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, well, I have not been
0: that busy basically yeah, so I, I figured like you know with the time you have now you've probably been able to read and watch uh, a couple of good things some of the stuff that i do know of but i haven't got around to checking out hopefully you know when things die down a little bit over the next week or two i'm able to actually start picking up some of the enemies like i haven't actually been watching much of the seasonal stuff so no tokyo avengers no higa hero no 86 vv it's uh it's been pretty tough
1: for me but like just other than that, how are, how have you been doing, man? Like just in general, like
0: non anime wise. I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, you're tired. I'm Imagine very tired. Uh it's well I mean, like what else am I gonna do, right? Like work is work, life is life. Uh and you know, we've gotta keep the ball rolling when it comes to doing the good anime palette podcast. I mean we had a lot of sake and sushi last surprisingly, time. like the amount of sake we drank though, like neither of us have like a hangover or like we no. were just just I mean, just tired, right? It just comes with age. I'm yeah, God, uh, yeah, about yeah. I'm I'm not young. We're no spring chickens. No, <laughs> All right. what are we like winter? We're we're like the hens that uh, you know once they finish laying their eggs, they're useless. So we get culled. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's so dark.
1: We turn into chicken nuggets, is what Actually, it is. Actually, right?
0: the, the, the proper the, the, the proper term for those hens is, for commercials are called stewing hens because of how old the meat is. So you don't so you then they it. stew. Yeah, you use them to make broths and and uh, stocks or chicken nuggets. No, because the meat would mm, maybe don't get any ideas though don't don't mince us no up. don't we, we've talked about you this know, is not starving anonymous yeah we, we, we that's that's a whole different episode check out episode eight if you want to hear about human nuggets uh anyways so to get cracking on with today's episode uh i think we should probably go over some of the stuff that um uh, you've been watching i can't really say much but i'm more than happy to weigh in on the stuff you've yeah been yeah, yeah you
1: should you should weigh in on some of the this stuff uh so we didn't watch a lot of group stuff because Will, you've been busy, which is fine, which is understandable, really, given the situation. Well, right? we did watch
0: one group thing, but this is more for research for today's topic. So, no, and also some for next. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, kind of lied. I did watch stuff, but not that not stuff that I could talk about right now.
1: Yes. So I watched a bunch of seasonal stuff, and I watched some backlog stuff as well. And read some manga. Right. So what do you want to start off with? The manga? The anime? Uh let's start
0: with the anime. Right. The animoos. So which one do you want to go over first? Because I think you have a couple.
1: Yeah. Uh let's start with uh the Combatants Will Be Dispatched.
0: Right. That one's airing this season, right? Yes.
1: And it is streaming on Funimation. It is based on a light novel series of the same name. And the reason why this is uh a, a kind of well-known series is because it is made by, written by the same person who did Konosuba, and of course Konosuba being the isekai fantasy uh, kind of RPG comedy, which is very popular,
0: and I think it's very funny as well. Yeah, I think like if we're talking like the isekai genre, like this is one of the the, the front runners, right? For the most part, if you're watching isekais, you probably have watched and. or consumed some of Konosuba. Like, I've watched one or two episodes. You just have to know Konosuba, the name.
1: Yeah. So, Combands Will Be Dispatched is similar in that the main character gets transported to another universe, but it isn't through dying. It is through teleportation. And this male main character's name, Agent Number 6, his just name is Six, as in the number and he is joined by Alice who is a lolly robot. And it turns out that this is also in a world where demons and humans fight and demons have been winning a lot and they need to turn the tide of battle. And what that is it's it's comedic because it turns out that the way that they've been losing is because they their strategy is very honor bound and very straightforward. So for example, they would just rush in formation towards the enemy and just die. But uh, you know, uh Agent 6 who is part of this evil organization from another world where they dominate, they're like we need to dominate more worlds. So let's let's just go to new worlds and dominate them
0: and the comedy part of it is through people being very scummy basically right so how are you finding how, how are you finding the show are you enjoying it is it something that's uh you know you probably finish the season
1: it's kind of funny
0: but it's definitely not as good as konosuba 100 percent. but are there like you know after watching it like is it clear that you're watching something that's written by the author of konosuba There are a lot of similar traits, yes. But I would say that this is the lesser version
1: of his work. Kanesuba obviously being the better one. Right. Okay. Uh, It's pretty funny having a little lolly girl carry a shotgun and just murder people. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's also interesting how like, the two of them are basically just really scummy. Or they do things that people question their ethics or morality and they're like dude do you want results or not this is how we do things it's just like oh let's hit their food supply so then they have to retreat because they can't survive and then they're like no we can't do that we have to go in through the front gates we have to we have to kill them through through that way that's how we do things so it's kind of like that dichotomy basically and it's just worrying about like women, money, m- hmm. mainly money. To be honest, and some violence. Yeah, right.
0: Recommend or soft recommend? I would say. Right. Okay. Now, this next show that you've been watching, I think you 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 briefly mentioned it before. Maybe like I think you were like one, or maybe part of the way through episode one. Um, but then you had more time to to watch it and flesh it out. Um, did you want to talk about Super Cub?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, so another show airing this season that I watched a first episode long ago was super cub which is about uh, it's essentially about a girl a bunch of girls who go on scooters and their love for scooters and traveling basically
0: just to make sure um when defining scooters we're talking like little mopeds right yes we're not talking like the razor scooters the one that you like you know kickflip and all that
1: so uh The show is basically a product placement for Honda because Super Cub is a line of scooters. Cubs. Okay, right. Yes. Uh, As I, I think the first episode I said, it was really colorful, really cute and comfy and fluffy. And I have to say after watching almost up to date that it is probably the most Dandere show I have ever seen. It is really... It's nice. It's really nice. And it's very quiet. It's essentially, you know, the quiet and assuming anime in the corner. But when you watch it, it's actually pretty good. So, uh, yeah. I don't think there really is anything else to say. It's streaming on Funimation. It's based on a light novel series. It's good.
0: Based on a a model for a Honda scooter, basically. Yes. Apparently, like, the, the novel was... They also had like promotional posters and like the the novel's website was used to promote uh, the commemoration of the Honda Super Cup and how it sold a hundred million units really yeah is that, is that what you're doing on your phone It's basically like you're trying to because you said it was a product place but it was like okay, so how involved are they like, It turns out you know they scratch each other's backs right? oh yeah 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 they feature the 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 super cup in the manga and the anime and then in return they're like, well, you know what like you guys just sold this many. Here, here's yeah. a congratulations using our poster, using our sites. Yeah, it's cute girls doing cute things. But it's
1: interesting how they would talk about very light mechanics, as in like, a you know, about repair, about maintaining uh, a scooter, you know, changing oils, uh, customizing parts. So it's not like it's just using it as an excuse for cute girls to do cute things. It actually goes, I would say, relatively in-depth. Right, not
0: like hardcore, but good enough, I guess. Like clearly, it's like they're not just riding – they they know how to like maintain, how to keep like keep good condition, how to how how to ride their motorcycles, and not just you know oh here's some girls doing cute things. Right,
1: and it's through the main protagonist that she just got her super cup, so you learn along the way with her, basically. And yeah. it's, it's about like self, and then like character development is all about like self discovery. Um, you know, finding oneself, being free from the shackles of being tied down at home and stuff like that. And you determining where you want to go in life. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, so uh, that's that. Uh, there is another show that actually aired very – or not aired, released recently. And by recently, I think it was on Thursday, which is Eden that was released on Netflix. All right. This is an original net animation. That's correct and there's only four episodes i have only seen 3 of the 4 episodes but i'm pretty sure i know where it's going and i
0: pretty much have all my thoughts well like well, well you actually you actually care about the plot yeah so I you only watched it for you know one person and one person only which is yeah mr Penkin. yeah so the music is by kevin Penkin. the music is really good uh in case you haven't you know come across some of our episodes, we, we simp hard for Kevin Pinkin. I mean, a number of other big names is that the director
1: for Eden is also the director from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That's which, a big name, yeah. That's a big name. And I think the character designer for the characters were also uh, affiliated with Cowboy Bebop. So also a very big name. It is uh, Cubic Pictures and CGCG CG Studios' first anime. And I think CGCG CG Studios is a Taiwanese studio. So they're both newcomers. And uh yeah, it's streaming on Netflix exclusively. It got all of the episodes, all four of them got released. It's about essentially uh in a world where human beings don't exist anymore and it's run by robots, and then somehow two robots manage to find a human girl, raises her,
0: and uh I thought for a minute you're gonna say two robots managed to give birth to a human baby.
1: No. But I have to say that the the mom and the dad of uh the robot uh, of the girl Sarah Sarah Grace is her full name hmm. uh the the mother robot and the father robot is goddamn adorable.
0: So it's quite it's quite a wholesome show.
1: I wouldn't say it's wholesome as much as very lighthearted. Right. I think the first thing that I would say is that this show is more for teenagers
0: like young teenagers to so preteens, all the way through down to like young children.
1: Like this is what I would show. Like if I was a parent, this is what
0: I would show my kid as. Like like my seven or eight year old cousin will probably enjoy this. Yes, or like be able to watch it and get along with. Yeah, it.
1: the story is extremely simple. There are like maybe one or two twists, but it's not like oh, jaw dropping. But one of the things that I think is really interesting is the look of the anime. Right. So this one's a actually like a, a 3D animated uh series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And it reminds me of several animes that are obviously in 3D. Namely Knights of Sidonia, which is also made by Netflix,
0: Ajin, which is Netflix
1: also well. made by Netflix.
0: But those two are under Polygon Pictures. That's correct.
1: But uh I think I told you Will that and you agree too that Knights of Sidonia and Ajin When they move, because it's in complete 3D CG, it looks
0: a little bit, like, blocky, right? Like, frame rate... It slows down. Yeah, it's, like, choppy. The background is smooth, but it's, like, a rigid kind of, like, frame rate from, like, heads turning, from, like, specific character movements, running as well. It kind of looks slow. Yes. Yeah, but, like, I think I've watched, like, a few snippets of, of Eden... Yes. And it's very smooth. It's extremely smooth. It's like too smooth, actually.
1: <laughs> I think it looks fine in terms of the fluidity of it. I think the robots look way better than the girl, particularly because at some
0: moments when they zoom in on the girl's face. Oh, yeah. That's like, one thing I agree with. You I think, I, I think well, at least from my perspective, like the characters' like faces are a little bit flat.
1: Yeah, and her mouth movement is very not—I don't even know how to explain it. it. just looks a little bit jarring, basically. But as I said, if you were to show this to any 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old person, it's perfectly fine. They don't care about things like that. It looks good enough. The story is simple enough. The store. Uh, the colors are really like bright and colorful. The music is obviously really good because it's uh, Mr. Penkin. Kevin Penkin.
0: Uh, if you don't remember the name, we'll just say we'll, we'll just name drop Kevin Penkin for every episode going forward. No, I don't think we should. We'll just watch every show. That it, oh, no, no, it, yeah, we'll, that's what I would do. That's what we should do. Really. So means you need to watch
1: the Abyss*. Yes. Again. I don't know. No. 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 No.
0: No. We can finish *Tower of God* though. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That one. That one's good. Yes. So uh, sorry, but uh, Kevin Penkin's music is extremely good because it it combines orchestral music with like future synth so it's like it makes sense because in the world it's not apocalyptic but uh, what do you call it like it's it's barren and it's it's run by robots so it's like future but then nature has overgrown into into the world so it is like it looks like it is both in the past and in the future at the same time
0: basically the earth has gone through a reset but instead of humans roaming the earth it's robots except one girl yeah. so it's not bad, right? No, four, four episodes, quick and easy. It's yes. on Netflix, so it's, it's very fine. easy to
1: watch. It, it it it's fine, basically. So yeah, that is Eden, but the anime that I am most excited about these past two weeks is an anime that is streaming on High Dive, and it is an anime done in the summer of 2019 by Studio Passion. Passione. Passione.
0: Well, when they say passione, it's also like a Jojo's reference, too. So. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's based on a web manga. It is Wasteful Days of High
1: School Girls. It is a co- high school comedy. It reminds me heavily of Daily Lives of High School Boys and Nichijou Jo combined. It uh there really is not much storyline other than it's about. a a class of uh, high school girls who uh, just go about their daily shenanigans, and it's pretty funny. It's it's actually very funny. Okay. there uh, There's nicknames for each of these characters. Like, there is Robo, which is for the girl who is basically very quiet and always is very scientific. There is the Baka, who is an idiot. There is the Majo, which is like the gothic girl. There's Lily for the Yuri girl, you know, things like that. And then it's just them. There's a Lolly girl who's called Lolly. So very inventive uh, nicknames. But it's really, really funny. I highly recommend the show. It's, it's legit funny. I
0: I didn't chuckle. I was just like, dude, this is pretty good. Like okay. several times per episode. Yeah, it's always good to have a comedy in your anime viewing or it's just any, like you know, show watching rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, that's Wasteful Days of High School Girls. That's just the anime you've watched so far, right? Yes. Now moving on to the manga. Yeah. One of them I, I really should should start reading soon. And which one is that? That's Die Dark. Yes, that's correct. It's D-A-I-D-A-R-K. Die Dark. Two separate words. Uh, it's
1: published by Seven Seas Entertainment. It is made by the same mangaka who did Dorohedoro, which is why Will should really read it. It's essentially Mad Max in
0: space, yeah.
1: So, but with like, bones.
0: Yeah, I, I think like what you said. It's it's a similar kind of premise. Like it's not exact. It's not like for like, but like in terms of like dark and wacky and like ridiculous to the point where it becomes funny, but also like adrenaline junky kind of like enjoyment, right? Yeah, and the the humor is extremely
1: stupid, but in a way that it is. Hey, meatballs, right? Yeah, meatball subs, dude. Meatball subs for life. Also, a uh, manju buns. Yeah, that's their. That's manju buns is their food because in Dora it's all about gyoza's. In Die Dark, it's about manju buns.
0: Yeah, in 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 um in Dora it's it's, uh, those right? It's it's gyoza's pies and mushrooms.
1: Oh, yeah, pies. I forgot about the, the pie. pies. Don't forget the pies, Don't dude. forget
0: the pies. And the mushrooms. Oh, man. So many mushrooms. Right. And then when you find out where the mushrooms come from, it's like, Oof. But I think that's the thing, right? It's like the, the connections between the two, it's like there are, like, references between the two, but at the same time, it's, it's it, it still very much holds itself as, like, its own thing, right? I think the first volume doesn't really show much other than
1: introduce the characters and the weird world. There really isn't, like, uh like an overarching plot yet
0: really. I mean like when looking at the panels before, I was like, this looks exactly the same as Dor So like, you it is you, you know you knew that it was the same mangaka
1: Exactly. His 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 his, his him? Yeah. His Q, style Q Hayashida, I think. His style is extremely uh distinctive. So it's very obvious that it's like I, I saw like the cover and the first couple of pages and I was just like
0: sorry, it's a she. It is a she? Yeah.
1: Oh, snap. My bad. It's a woman. Okay. Sorry about that. That is a woman. That's a picture of a woman.
0: Yep. So, yeah. Dora Hedero
1: and Die Dark. She's she's really talented. And I think Die Dark is is another hit if you like Dora Hedero.
0: I mean, I I fucking love Dora Hedero, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to be checking out Die Dark soon. Yeah.
1: Okay. The other manga. I mean, I've been reading a a shit ton of mangas all the time. But I think the the last thing that I would mention in terms of the manga stuff is, after the rain. So I would say in the past couple of episodes, I have been on a tear in terms of age gap romance. It started with both of us with Higa Hero, and then I watched Koikimo and hated it. Uh, you liked uh, Higa Hero a little bit. Yeah, but, I was okay with it, and I liked. I think I liked it way more than you did, but it's 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 good enough, right? And then Koi Kimo, I think, is was like utter trash. And then I mentioned after my impressions of Koi Kimo that there was another age gap romance called After the Rain, which is also an anime done by Wit Studios in 2019. Mm. Something like that, I forgot. And uh, the manga is obviously finished, and there is 10 volumes of it, and Kodansha has a five-volume, two-in-one omnibus, and I read all of it. I have to say, though, I've heard before reading after or watching After the Rain that this is the age gap romance. If there is one, this is, like, the best. And I have to say that it is extremely good. I gave it, in my opinion, a nine out of ten,
0: four point five stars out of five. I mean right off the bat, when you say you were reading it, it's like it's rare that you immediately say, Yep, this is going to be a nine out of ten, possibly more. But yeah. like you're probably gonna stick with a nine and that's it, it, it stuck the landing, right? It was oh, 9, it, yeah. it
1: definitely stuck the landing. I would say it's almost like a nine point five, but more nine than a ten.
0: Yeah. I uh Hey dude, nine's a fantastic number. It's a fantastic number. It's three times three. So by that logic, then if you were to read three, three out of ten mangas, that would equate to your level of enjoyment of a nine. No. Yeah, and manga math doesn't work like that. I
1: know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but okay. So it's just it's just really good. I I, I can't really say much other than it's h it's an age gap romance. It stars a uh, a track team, ace, Tachibana, who gets injured, and uh, I think she she uh tore her Achilles tendon and then she had to recover. But then she decided not to go back to track and field and decided to then spend her days working at a family restaurant where the manager of the family restaurant is a 40 something year old divorcee with a son. And it is basically the relationship between main relationship between her and him. And by proxy, some of the relationships between all the other people working at this family restaurant. And it talks about Tachibana's past, Tachibana's uh, track and field uh, team, including some of her friends and her struggle. And uh, the ending is rather interesting because it is not what I thought the ending would be. And I think a lot of people are very unhappy about the ending. But at the same time, I thought that the ending was very beautiful and i feel that the ending is extremely also realistic and it's also really well paced and really well done so i'm of the opposite camp in thinking that the ending is actually really good
0: okay so that's uh that's it for now right in terms of what you've watched what you've read oh and then i watched this and read this no no no, no. i wouldn't doubt that you already have those just that like is it really worth discussing no them? i mean i
1: i think i would i read a lot of manga and watch a lot of shows but i don't talk about some of them because i don't feel like they're worth talking about or they're just like hey it's just that shoujo manga again
0: or it's like if it's something that like we've previously discussed before it's like what more can you really add to it yeah exactly unless something really crazy to Do you really want me to give you an update on slime 300 then also it's like if it's you know like the reason why i made the show good is because it was of a spoiler like we're not going to be you know, revealing spoilers, right? So if there's any updates, it's probably just stuff to recommend, stuff that, you know, we, we enjoy, wants others to check out, right? Like, for sure, like you want people to check out After the Rain. You want people to check out... Um, Wasteful, Wasteful Days of the, High School yeah. Girls, yes.
1: Um, I would say even check out uh, Super Cup for sure, and Combatants will be dispatched as well. I mean, I think all the shows that I talked
0: about, I would recommend to a certain degree. Okay. So that brings us to the uh, the next part of uh, the first half of our episodes, uh, which is the news section. Uh, now, there have been quite a few updates in terms of uh, new shows, new serializations, ca- casts being announced for certain properties that have shows coming up in the next season or two. But I think everything has to take um, you know a, backseat. A, 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 a step to the side uh, because, uh, unfortunately, uh, we're going to have to discuss... And bring to you um, some uh, some pretty bad news. Uh, now, this has been in the news for a week, um, but uh, for those who have been out of the loop or have just not come across this bit of news, uh, the manga for Berserk, which is one of the most acclaimed uh, manga properties, manga series of all time, uh, Kentaro Miura uh, has sadly passed away. Um, so it was reported. Last week on May twentieth, um, that uh, Miura had passed away due to an acute uh, aortic dissection at the age of fifty-four.
1: Yeah, acute a acute aortic dissection is it's a tough way to go. Yeah,
0: it's really
1: brutal. I would not describe it over the podcast. Not that because it's violent or anything. Just if you really want to know what it is, it's just Google it. But it is it's. It's it sounds extremely painful
0: yeah so the news re- was reported on the 20th but um they had actually uh, released a report that uh mira had passed away on may 6th so they waited two weeks to make an announcement um i think it was you know mainly due to you know respect for the family to keep things quiet to let them have this time to to be together mm-hmm. uh you know in sorrow and pain and, and- then you know and our thoughts out. and wishes, of course, go out to the friends and family. Yeah, we we offer our, our full wishes and, and, and condolences to the family, to those who have worked with them, especially people at Hakusensha. Um, I think generally everyone who had, had worked with Mira only had good things to say. Like this is a man that was very much dedicated to his craft. Um, and he was able to bring joy to many viewers of of this manga. Spanning
1: generations. I mean... I think the first volume of Berserk was like in the 1989. Yeah, exactly. So these are like, this was it volume 40 is the one that came out yep. last. Yep. And Berserk, I think, first of all, Berserk is ranked number one in terms of manga. Yeah. So I think the whole internet is agrees that Berserk, at the very least, is well known, if not one of the best mangas of all time. Now, I read Berserk a while ago, and it was really hard to keep up with because it just got released so slowly. But one thing that I'll always commend is that the art in Berserk mm-hmm. is just... It's almost crazy how something can be drawn like that. There was I remember there was a, an image of a dragon on top of yep. a castle. yep. And I had to, like, zoom in and look close. And every single scale is drawn in, like, intricately. There was, like – if you just Google images of the the manga Berserk, it's you, probably top
0: three searches search results, right? Yeah,
1: or or just just look at some of the art there. I think there's one where there's trees in a forest, yeah. and then the tree roots kind of coil and stuff. And it it's insane, the level of detail. It's like no wonder – Everything uh, gets released so slowly because literally any of these panels, these manga panels, you blow it up, you print it, you frame it,
0: and it will look gorgeous. I mean, we've we've always known, like especially when it comes to like the creative industry and producing stuff of this scale. Uh, you know, we're talking about a manga property that was that sold over fifty million copies of manga globally. Um, so it definitely requires a lot of of time, talents, patience. Um, granted, you know, we we've kind of known that artists, mangaka's, they definitely take time, and it takes a lot of time, and energy to do this. But you knew this is a person that was very much dedicated to his craft, dedicated to his work, um, and wanted to show the best for his uh, for for his readers. You know, which is why you know if he needed to take a hiatus, like a break, just because then he wouldn't be able to have like a dip in his quality. I think generally everybody understood that that was the right decision. You know, make make sure he was looking after himself, you know, both physically and mentally, I and mean, when he was ready to pick it up again. I think like it was like sometime last year that he came out of hiatus to roll out uh, the latest chapters for the manga.
1: Yeah, it's just, and it's unfortunate because in terms of uh, Berserk anime in the nineteen nineties, I think yep. there was an animated series which is highly regarded. And it it looks really good. I haven't watched all of it. I've only watched like clips of it, but it looks it looks fantastic. But of course nowadays people remember Berserk, at least on the anime front, as a three D
0: pile of mess with um two seasons, right? Yeah, there was a first half and a second half. Um so the the first one came out in the late nineteen nineties that was done by OM Studios. Yep. And then well, we don't need to talk about you know is it twenty sixteen Yeah. That's maybe. A, yeah. Hold on, let me let me let me check that.
1: So I mean,
0: what is your opinion on on the berserk animes? I haven't watched any of them. I just I only just read the manga. They're, granted, I'm still taking my time with it because it you you do want to slowly appreciate the level of technique. And 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 patience that goes into creating every single panel. So you know, I've only really gone through like the first two volumes, but I know I got a long way to go. And yeah, I think you know, this is a time where you know the public uh, publishing companies, publishing houses are actually still rolling out full-on translations, full-on omnibuses of Berserk, which means that you know now now more than ever, it's easier. To actually access Berserk,
1: so uh, yes, uh, the three D fil- the three D anime was first in uh, was first aired in two thousand and sixteen. So, but everyone kind of really hates it. I think it's really bad as well. The three D in it, and it's kind of almost a slap in the face to something as great as the manga.
0: But- I mean, we've talked many times in terms of you know what it would take to translate and adapt a berserk manga into an enemy and I think just it's just, impossible just concluded that like anybody who takes up on it like it's 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 too hard to replicate the craft that migura had for his work onto the screen that being
1: said though the manga recently has gone on to be a bestseller uh after a uh, news uh has been uh announced of the cause passing. Yeah. I think it's,
0: you know, it, in, the US, you know in the U S in the U S we're not trying to say that's like, Oh, because he passed. Therefore now it's like people are really getting onto the Berserk train. It's no. more like this is out of respect, you know, like they wanted yeah. to be able to show their appreciation for, you know, the, the time and effort that he put into creating over 30 years of Berserk manga. So, like, I mean, I grew up, we, we grew up with Berserk.
1: Basically. I grew up with Berserk and it, it felt, I felt I felt really like depressed when well, I was bummed, bummed out. Bummed out. I, I was like, "Man, I don't know what to do." But I guess I hope you're. I hope you're doing. Okay. I like you know. I hope I hope everything is fine.
0: You I mean am. with the family and all that, yeah, right? Yeah, like God, you're kind of lost for words right now. I as am well. very lost for words. I wouldn't say I'm choked up, but I'm just. Yeah. I mean, what else is there really to say, right? No, like, re- he's a legend. The dude's a legend. Yeah, the only thing we can do is to hope that the family and the people who connected to him are doing well. You know, so, they're getting through this. There, um, is
1: some, yeah. there is one question, I guess, that people now have been speculating, which is, where does the series go from here? Because, okay, 40 volumes. I can tell you that the story is not even close to being done. The question then becomes, do you let just, just, just end it here, knowing that there is no end? Or do you find someone who, like, the assistant maybe? Or is there a blueprint? Is there, like, all of these questions. Because, for example, High School of the Dead is an anime that I really enjoy. And it is not continued. It's discontinued or stopped in the manga because the author passed away. And the artist is like, I'm not going to do it without the author and, and respect of, of the author, we're just gonna stop High School of the Dead prematurely. What do you think Berserk, uh, the
0: fate of Berserk, the manga would be? I I don't see it being any different. I think out of respect, you know, this is Mira's legacy, right? their work, their craft. It would be insulting if they were to pass over his property to someone else to complete because you would never be able to replicate the vision and you know the wishes of miura so i think you know it's done leave it as is i mean there are so many shows so many mangas that are still on hiatus right like for example like hunter x hunter right that one's been on hiatus for forever the manga is alive don't worry but like it's been on hiatus for over three years now we also have for example like vagabond real you know the guy who did slam dunk dunk yeah like Vagabonds Beyond Highest for for, for hang ever, yeah. It does have somewhat of a conclusive ending, but like I don't think like the story ends there. Like, the mentioned that like if he had the determination and you know like a fresh mind, then he would go back to working on it. But he's working on other things, right? Real is something that he was also working on. He had to hiatus that as well, and yeah, he only recently got back onto it. I mean, like even the One Punch web comic, that one's you know a slight hiatus too. So. I think generally, like it's it's not one of those things where you kind of you know play around with freely. You know, like this these kind of works have been like years, even decades in the making, and the last thing you want is to have someone else take over the helm and apply their creative vision onto something that might stray away from what you intentionally wanted to do for your property.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I was just throwing the question out there to to take have your take on it, but. I also agree that you would always, if, if, right, it were to be continued, you would always be in the shadow. And it's just, no, everyone's going to compare you. Uh, You probably won't be able to replicate it to the quality that it is portrayed as or expected by everyone. There's just no good resolution that can come out of all this, I feel, you know? And... I mean, similar is okay. It's not even close to the same thing, but it's like Boruto and Naruto. Baruto is continued by the assistant, I think, right? One of the assistants, and uh, or like someone affiliated that worked on Naruto. And it's just very obvious that Baruto is not as good as Naruto. So, using that as an example, and there, I think there's a bunch of examples that are similar, it's just why would you want to continue something when? You have such high when people have such high expectations, and you'll always be in the shadow of the original creator. So, yeah, I, I I get the I get I get the the the
0: the sentiment basically. I mean, to be fair, imagine like you're part of the publishing company that publishes like you you work with Hakusensha, right? Like you and you're responsible for publishing and putting out the Berserk manga. Like it would just feel weird, right? To have been working with Miura-san for all these years, and then all of a sudden change hands and, oh, Berserk's being done by someone else now, okay. Like, I don't think anybody would be in the right mind and headspace to once you develop that. Not to say that, like, Berserk doesn't de- doesn't deserve a conclusive ending. I think it's just, you know, out of respect and to maintain that part of the legacy, right? You, you would want to leave it as is. Yeah, so I think that concludes what we like, think if, if anything yeah. right like with the hiatus that miro was on like we knew that he was well he wasn't the healthiest of people but that's because of this crazy work schedule like because they they run a tight ship i
1: mean do we want to talk about the afterwards
0: um well no i think it's it's already enough downer i don't think we need to go that that much for the i think the main thing is we want to basically reflect on you know the work that he's done and hope that. In the end you know this is this is all not for nothing right he's he's built up such a big name for himself he has a he has good stead within the manga community and we can only wish the family you know our condolences yeah. hopefully that they get through this and you should read berserk basically yeah. you need to read Berserk. not you
1: don't you don't need to
0: we're not forcing you I mean but they, over you really the past should. couple of years they've been updating and releasing omnibuses for berserk you know, we able to Get your hands on the manga now is is easier than ever. I think you know, it's definitely something that it's 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 a work of art.
1: It's definitely a work of art. It's a classic in the in the manga space, and it will forever be a classic. I feel it is that important in the manga industry. Yeah,
0: just to appreciate the art alone, that's already like, well worth your time.
1: Yeah. So. Okay, then I guess that's the end of the news. Yeah, Jesus. We didn't
0: want to, you know, bring this, but like it's it. We we just wanted to pay our respects.
1: Yeah, it's it's extremely, you know, unf- saddening. You know that such that's something like this is to happen. Yeah, but
0: the world has lost a bright star. But you know, the, the reason why it, it pains us to talk about this is because you know it's brought this much joy to everybody, right? Yeah,
1: and it, it had a, a huge impact on like my up. My manga upbringing, I guess. Like, it's
0: really hard to say goodbye when things are are good. I struggled so
1: hard, like, even now to think of the words. It's not like I'm stuttering because I don't know what to say. It's just more... Actually, scratch that. I definitely don't know what to say. I just... I lost for words, really. (sighs) Yeah, so... um, But uh, I guess anime and manga lives on.
0: Yeah. And no matter what, you know, the people who are part of these companies, part of this this, this network, part of the, the culture, you know, will continue to carry on his name, you know, yeah. like far and wide. And so, look, get your hands on a volume of Berserk and just appreciate the work that he put into it over the past 32 years.
1: Yeah, I would say even try to get your hands on the physical omnibus because it's huge. Yeah, It's huge, but it's also just – the reason why it's so huge is because – it should. It you should just marvel at the art when it's that
0: big. You know, it's just it's just good. Have some fun. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it for what it is. So yeah, that brings up you know the the rest of our you know first half of the episode. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back uh, and we're gonna be going into a, a slightly different kind of episode today. But nonetheless, you know we hope that you'll be able to enjoy it. So we'll catch you in a few minutes. Get some water. Maybe catch a little bit of a break, and we'll catch you soon. Peace.
1: This is the Good Anime Palette Podcast. I am Jason. Of course, Will is here. We're trying to. That break was important, right? That yeah, break...
0: yeah. That break. How you feeling, buddy? Feeling better? I, kind of, kind of, kind of. What well, we got? We should try at least, you know, perk up a little bit because you know we got a quite a meaty topic today. Yeah, I know, right? So uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. Tr- Look, be a little chipper. I'm. I'm very.
1: Uh, youthful i am very ganky as they say oh oh you are you ganky as fuck oh i'm ganky as fuck all right let's do this then okay Okay, so so what are we talking about today today we are talking about anime but specifically how it's made
0: ah okay so we're talking about the creation process of anime series that is correct will When you were starting it off as well, it's like we're going to be talking about anime. It's like no shit. what, (laughs) What else are we doing this podcast for?
1: Hey, you see, don't don't we feel a lot more youthful and lively and energetic right now? Yeah,
0: so that's the thing, right? We we, we watched a lot of anime, read a lot of manga, but you know, we never really have much of uh, an insight into the whole process that goes behind the scenes when it comes to actually making anime, right? You know, we 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 throw out these huge names, right? Like like the different studios, like Sansaru, Mappa, Wit, A One, CloverWorks, uh. Trigger. Kyoto Animation. Kyoto Animation. uh, OLM. Yeah. uh, Polygon Pictures. Okay. uh, Passione. Studio uh, Piero. Fuck you. (laughs) Okay, and now in TMS Entertainment, there's no one. There. Okay, yeah, I mean there's there's plenty of so studios. many, so many, and they're all you know, different shapes and sizes as well, right? We're talking like some that have hundreds, even thousands of uh, employees. Some that you would know, be able to work with like subcontractors outside of Japan. Some of them are literally like tight and close knit studios that maybe only have a handful, like you know a few dozen people working across all different departments. But they all work together to serve one purpose, which is to create. An adaptation of an anime series, right? And I think similarly, a lot of people who consume anime
1: and manga don't really actually know the intricacies that uh, they probably know it. It's somewhat difficult. They probably know it involves a lot of people of varying creative um, and and producing roles. Probably requires a lot of money. Yes, but to actually get into the nitty gritty of how. It actually is made step by step. Uh, I don't think a lot of people, including ourselves beforehand, uh, knew. Really? Yeah,
0: you might you might know like certain parts, like maybe the creative process, maybe how to you know cast certain members for your anime, um, how to get funding uh, to produce your shows. But generally, like in terms of each individual detail that goes into the whole production. Of an anime series, you know, hopefully we'll be able to go over this in this episode. Now, full disclaimer. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna. I was gonna. We're not. Do that. We're not experts. You know, neither of us have worked in or like have done any solid productions of an anime series. So you know, our word is literally just a regurgitation of Wikipedia, a few other um, wait, don't name our but, sources, but with a but, you know, with, with a few twists of our own as well. You know,
1: look, we had to do some research, and because. We can't get first-hand accounts because we are not animators or mangakas. Nor can we, you know, travel over to
0: Japan and meet with any of the studios, even and, if we had the opportunity yeah, to. Even if we do, why would they speak to us? To be fair, though, there was an opportunity to meet with studio. There was. There was. Let's.
1: Mm, let's... We can talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. And by later, I mean never.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're yeah. on with that. Okay. Yeah. So, let's crack on with this then. So, how is anime made? You just you know get some animators, okay, so you Will, get a storyboard, Will, and that's when an like- anime mom and anime dad really love each other,
1: they uh, they wrestle, and then when they finish wrestling, after a certain amount of time, an anime baby is made, and then when the anime baby grows up, it becomes a full fledged anime.
0: End of story. Okay, music credits is. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay. No. No. So this is the part where the anime dad pees on the anime mom. Oh right? Jesus. Oh God. That, that's how. That's how. You, that's how you get. No, they kiss. Anime. They print. kiss. Oh, they, they hold kiss. hands. And then through the, through the immaculate conception, uh, that's how you have an anime baby. <laughs> no, I mean, like, isn't that like a trope in anime where like the
1: girl who is like super embarrassed and doesn't know anything about love, relationships, or how
0: sex works? They go like.
1: Oh my God! They kissed. They're gonna have a baby. Or you can't hold hands. You gotta get married first.
0: You know how like um, whenever talking about like romances and getting getting down and dirty, like the, the different bases like first, second, third, and home runs. It's like the the opposite of some of the stuff that I've been consuming for manga and anime, which is first base is hot and heavy hooking up, followed by kissing, then hand holding, and then home run. And then, and then the home run is um, when you finally open up and talk about your feelings. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Uh, hand holding is when when you know, it's serious. Yeah. Is, is, is the anime saying that's what happens in um, in, in domestic girlfriends, what happens in Scubs Wish. It's like, you know, like when you start actually hand holding and talking about feelings, that's like, that's when you know you've made it. That's when you know the real shit is happening.
1: Okay. But uh, all jokes aside, I think that uh, anime creation process is very similar to how movies or TV shows are made. Yeah. They follow similar processes. So, the way that we're going to do this is try to inject as much anime-centric or anime and manga-centric uh, qualities to the process of how an anime is being made. Because, as you might expect, when it comes to creating a live-action TV series or even a movie, there are similar, in fact, I would say same stages. Uh, the, only other, uh, the other disclaimer that I would like to men- mention is time length and also mention about adaptation sources Mm -hmm. so with time lengths in particular these things it was almost impossible and i think realistically it's impossible to give a rough estimation because sometimes some studios or uh would would like to spend more time uh you know doing this certain step or this certain step gets hitched and then therefore they had to pause on this step and then had to weight and things like that. So it's almost basically impossible to give you an accurate timeframe for these stages. But I would say that the steps are more or less the same, mm. even though some studios or some you know, pro, uh, production committees go about it differently. The other thing that we would say is about adaptation sources. So when we first started on this topic, we actually included creating manga, Yeah. As well.
0: Now, that would have taken up a lot of time. In fact, we probably would have overrun this episode by an extra hour, maybe two. Right. If we were to include the manga creation process. But for all intents and purposes, for today's episode, regardless of it having an original source as the manga, as a light novel, visual novel, or even an anime original, we're going to be just talking about the anime production process specifically. Right. And therefore, uh, the part in which
1: you try to find the adaptation source or create something from scratch for an anime original we won't touch on too much because to be honest that is that each of those mediums have their own separate
0: like yeah like for example like if you were to get a existing manga greenlit right like you have to go through different people to get it processed and then ready for adaptation as opposed to running with an anime original script and getting that one greenlit you know in the end The process of making the anime itself will be similar, but getting approval to get it adapted, those would be different processes, we'll just eliminate that from the beginning. Right. So, the animation creation
1: process uh, can be really split into three broad stages, which is pre-production, production, production, and post-production, and you can further break down these three uh, stages into multiple steps. So, as you might expect, pre-production basically is the things that you would do before you produce and make the anime.
0: Yeah, like laying out the foundations, right? If you're making, like, for example, if you're making a type of food, pre-production would be getting the ingredients ready, right? And then production would be actually making the anime.
1: So, using Will's uh, and uh, meta analogy, yeah, it would be cooking the food, yeah, and then post-production is sort of the things that you would do to either enhance uh the product that you have made whether it is the anime itself or through advertising or getting the word out there so it is it is plating in terms of the food yeah that like
0: you plate this or- would also include you know maybe cleaning up some inaccuracies or some mistakes yeah um so for example if it's like a sound recording you might need to clean it up if there's maybe like a frame or two that's missing then that's when you would do the post production to basically get those clips put into it edited done. And also it would talk about uh promotion as
1: well and yeah. advertisements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the 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 really broad overview and then now we will get into each of those stages. We will then end with uh you know some of our thoughts on the industry as a whole during these steps and processes and believe it or not there are actually anime and manga about anime and manga creation, which it, we
0: will also touch on. It's fucking hilarious too. It's like it, it, so like, meta. We've been watching some some shows where it's like that. The voice actor credits are literally. This is a voice actor playing a voice actor that's trying to be a voice actor for an anime. Yeah, not just that. And but we're like, watching an anime of it, you, but like, like the the voice actor
1: or actress had to be purposefully bad. But because they're really good at being purposefully bad, they're therefore a good uh, a voice actor or actress
0: in real life. And it's just like literally, it's like, oh, uh, this new manga. Yeah, we're looking for a voice actor. Okay, cool. What do I do? What, what do you mean? Like, just just, just do it. Voice- just do what you do. Just be a but voice actor. <laughs> just do what you do, but do it like start off being bad yeah and then get good so actually yeah the whole casting of um, voice actors actresses that's part of the pre-production but there's actually a lot of steps before we even get to that stage so let's start off with the the beginnings of the the process pre-production all right so uh, as we said earlier pre-production
1: is the phase of the project before anyone has actually started making the show this is the part where everything from budget allocation of resources and acquiring the team to make the anime that uh, is in question and this also comes to uh, the this is the part where whether it is a pitch for an original anime or trying to pitch for a, a manga or light novel to be adapted into the anime this is where the this starts to sort of convince whoever the producers are that this project is worth
0: adapting into an anime. Yeah. Now, pre-production, the length of time needed to address all these issues, get everything prepared, it can vary. It could take several weeks. It could even take several years. But the main thing is, as long as you have you know, all the pre-production laid out, it eventually will make the production cycle a lot easier. You want to be able to have all the things set in place so that when you do run into the production cycle, that you're not hampered by not having enough budget not like having casted the rights, voice actors, actresses, not having the like the consistencies in the script fleshed out uh, or having like the directorial vision um, shared with their crew. So that's why the pre-production, while it's tedious and time consuming, it is extremely important because without it, the production process will be a mess. Right.
1: And this is the part where I would say, believe it or not, is the most important part for the director. Yeah. The director is the overarching person that oversees the series as a whole. Because this is unique to anime, to my knowledge, sometimes. Actually, no, to TV series is like that too. Yeah. Where there's a showrunner and then there is episode directors. And in this case, in anime, there is episode directors, and then there is the series or, you know, overarching main director. Mm-hmm. And in this point in the process, the director is now Trying to assemble his team of people that he or she deems uh, appropriate for the role. I also feel that this is another point where there is licensing of story rights that could be talked about, royalties, you know, everything, uh, pay, salary, wages, all that is discussed, obviously, before things start, just so that everything is clear from the get go. And as Will has mentioned, if this part of the process, as tedious as it is, is not done correctly, then
0: everything kind of snowballs into a huge-ass mess yeah. later on. Like, imagine if, like, you set out the wrong budget, and then, like, the animation team realizes, hey, um, so we were supposed to get, like, some funding to be able to acquire enough drives to save our stuff, but none of the orders came in. So what's happening? And it's like, oh. Okay, um, we'll put an order in, and then your shit's delayed by two weeks. And because of that delay, everything else gets pushed back by two weeks, and then it's a whole domino effect. So you got to be on your shit when it comes to getting everything pre-planned. So the other thing
1: that we want to mention is that at this point, uh, usually there is a studio that would be in charge of creating the anime, you know? So, similarly to, uh, so basically the long list of studio names that Will mentioned earlier on, uh, right after the break, those are the studios that you would hear when we say, oh, this anime is made by Wit Studio. This anime is made by Kyoto Animation, is made by Studio Trigger or Mappa. Of course, you got to mention your boy, Mappa. Or Bones. Or Bones. You know? Yeah. So. The situation here becomes actually not that straightforward because, for example, in Kyoto Animation's case, there have in-house teams that are in charge of the animation. But even then, you might outsource some of those
0: work to other studios as well. For example, if you need to use 3DCG, right, and you don't have an in-house team that does 3D, you'd have to outsource it, right? You'd have to find another company that will work on as an assistant, to your overall project maybe not every episode you'll have enough people working on color or you'll have people working on storyboards so this is when you have to start bringing in other people from other companies it's not it's not uncommon to see a anime series have two studios accredited for you know the work that they're doing so here's the thing that gets pretty interesting which
1: is I looked at one of the series that I thought was uh, really well done which is Ancient Magus Bride yeah Will uh, loves to hear me talk about it all the time and by that I mean I can't stop talking about it and Will's just like okay Jason. Hurry but up, hurry up. <laughs> it's made by Wit Studio. It's credited by Wit Studios. But the studio is not the only one that's in charge of making this anime. It turns out, believe it or not, can you guess how many? Did you did you see the the docket? Can you guess how many other studios were uh you know, affiliated with this anime. I'm guessing two? Nope. Am I really far off? Really far off. Six? Really far off. Go ahead. 28. Wow. I have them here. They... Oh, my God. From backgrounds to CGI to animation editing to finish animation in between animation, line test, photography, special effects, there's a total of 28 anime studios collaborating on the Ancient Magus Bride. But they are definitely in the credits but the 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 big boy the one with the name is wit studio so that just goes to show especially when you look at the credits like the like the after episode credits you might notice a lot of names that are not japanese that may be uh you know th- uh thai or vietnamese or korean or filipino or filipino chinese. or chinese even so it's just yes the main studio Responsible is the studio, but actually, there's a lot of other people that's part of that team. So I just want to reiterate that just because there is one name studio attached to it, does not mean they're the only name studio attached to it. Sometimes, like in Kyoto's Animation's case, it's all done in-house. Their music, their their directors are all they're all part of the Kyoto Animation staff. But even though, even then.
0: Some things do maybe do some things do get outsourced. I, I don't know for sure. I think it also comes down to like the schedules that these studios have, right? I mean, like, what studio, um, you know, when you're talking about Ancient Magus Bride, like the anime came out in 2017, 2018, that was around the same time when Attack on Titan season two was airing. So right. you can imagine that's like, look, as big as the studio what it could be, or how, however big any studio is. Anime series require a lot of hands on deck. Right, right? exactly. If, you, if your whole studio isn't able to source enough people s- like solo to produce something, you will need to have assistance. Because in the end, it's, like, it's, it's not just these production studios. You also have all these other companies that help you to do with licensing, with rights, with distributions and all that. And they're also working on really tight schedules too. So there's a lot of moving parts. And therefore, if you're not able to do things on your own, you need to bring in backup. I also feel like this is at the point where we
1: have to jump really far into the future of profitability of the anime in question. Now, for example, I think Mugen Train by Studio Ufotable is a good example. As you probably would have known because you are uh, born on this planet at this point, Mugen Train is breaking box office records, not only in Asia, but also all over the world and in the U.S. It is one of the most profitable Japanese films of all time. So you may think to yourself, wow, Studio UFO Table is probably earning a lot of money. Or this anime—okay, if we go off Mugen Train a second— I don't know, X-Anime is doing really well. It's really successful. It's really popular on Reddit and everyone. Everyone's going crazy about it. They should earn a lot of money. Then why is all these studios downsizing, shutting down, and things like that? The reason is because, believe it or not, whenever you look at... In fact, if you look if you watch the OPs, the openings, the last thing you see... I think right after the director credit, the director credit is the last staff credit. You might see something like so-and-so production company. Usually for it would be the name of the anime, and then it would say production company or production committee. Sorry, not company, committee. The reason is because the production committee is the one that funds the project. Mm. And therefore, they're the ones who reaps the most from the profit. So, you might say that, oh, the, the mangaka of Demon Slayer must be like swimming in millions and millions and millions of dollars because Mugen Train is so successful, right? Well, you're not entirely wrong, but you're because she is very successful, the manga of Demon Slayer. She is earning a lot of money, but nowhere as near as much as you think compared to the box office uh, results of uh, Mugen Train. You yeah. might, yeah. So, also this comes into terms and conditions right if if you uh if certain studios ends up you know fronting the some of the budget for the anime they they're therefore more privy to having a bigger cut of the profit but usually the production committee is the one who funds it and the production committee is therefore the one who uh gets the profit they fund it they usually pay a flat rate to the studios to make it. That's it.
0: Because in the end, they're the ones that are heading the financial risk, right? They're the ones who are putting the money on the line. So depending on the property they're working on, I mean, in the case of Demon Slayer, Mugen Train, right? You know, the mangaka, they have produced a hit. But at the same time, we also have to remember that Demon Slayer is their first major work. Therefore, technically, there's a newbie industry Therefore, it's not hard for them to negotiate a deal in which they can profit a lot more than a manga. Like you said, though, they still made money, but you could see where most of the money went.
1: Right. And then, obviously, this production committee would then uh, split their uh, profits and uh, into different sections depending on how much money is put in. And these co- uh, production committees are would then split itself into okay you do app ab- this is how much we pay for advertising oh you're paying all for advertising you're paying all for the production costs you're so, paying for all the staff blah, right blah, blah. You're, you're 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 so then you're in charge of handling sponsorship deals exactly and then therefore be due to that split this is how much percentage
0: of the profit you will get see breaking that all down does require a lot more research with Data that we may or may not have readily available, right? Because this is all like company sensitive information. How much a company is paying its staff? How much money it's allocating towards marketing and advertising? But generally, this is the step where like you you start to figure out you know the intricacies that go into anime production. It's not just actually making the anime itself; it's also having the right. To make money off of it the right to distribute it and also the rights to own any ips or any details of said series of said property i mean
1: will have you ever seen an anime broadcasted in japan yeah i have have you noticed that right after the opening there's always that usually it's a woman i remember
0: 光所叛老, or, 光所叛老, or, Planner, da, da, exactly da, da, and then da, they that. say like H, the sponsor <laughs> yeah products? <Anyplex>. yes <laughs> yeah
1: so that is obviously absent in uh streaming sites mm-hmm.
0: But in Japan, they have sponsors. And those sponsor clips usually take around 30 to maybe even 45 seconds because sometimes if it's a large production, they're going to have a lot of sponsors. Exactly. So that is something that you will not
1: see on Netflix, for example.
0: You don't really see it much in American TV, except sometimes, except if you're watching like a sports broadcast, you'll be like, this and this so-and-so broadcast was brought to you by Miller Lights. Or, no, no, like, no, no, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. but it's but like, yes but it's like something like that right like yeah. you, you will have people that talk about um, you know sponsorship uh, sponsors for specific productions. You would definitely see it in Japan. you don't see it in Netflix but that's because a lot of stuff is behind the scenes And here's the part where people think that
1: studios actually get all of the budget for the animation for the anime and actually that is not true. To our far, to my surprise. From it, really. To my surprise, actually. It seems that I would say 30 to 50% of the budget can be, okay, can be, it, attributed to broadcasting rights, especially taking a certain TV slot during the time of week and the time of day. And it is surprisingly high. You know, it's similar to American TV where like, you know, the prime time Uh, slot is to put in a show at that slot would cost a lot.
0: Yeah. As opposed to like if you're watching like daytime dramas, those productions aren't very heavy because, you know, it doesn't cost you that much to broadcast your show during those times.
1: So I managed to get a sort of third-party account where this person claims that around 50 million yen is needed for a late-night time slot across five to
0: seven broadcast channels or stations. For a 52-episode series. Now, for context, 50 million yen is roughly half a million U.S. dollars, 500,000 U.S. dollars. Yeah, and so
1: another example is that Fullmetal Alchemist, which had a 6 p.m. Saturday slot in Japan at the time, which is pretty prime time, I would say, and on the weekend, has a total budget of 500
0: million yen before additional costs. So just securing that time slot alone was half a billion yen. No, 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 no. Like the
1: budget of everything. Right. So it wasn't just the broadcasting rights, but everything before they even start. And this is the original
0: FMA, right? Brotherhood. Oh, no, no. no. It's original FMA. It's not even Brotherhood. Yeah. 2001, 2002, something like that. Early 2000s. So long story short, it's
1: wicked expensive.
0: Wicked wicked right okay well let's say you got all the budgeting in place do you've got your sponsorship uh, contracts all written out you have your advertising planned out what's next we're not even done with the pre-production because what about character designs what What the hell's going to be writing the storyboard who the hell's going to be doing all the animations who's going to be doing all the voice we haven't we don't have a we don't have a team yet do we yeah well Then we need to assemble one. Yeah, so uh, the director
1: assembles one, as we said. So let's assume, for argument's sake, Will, that uh, the whole team is assembled. Everyone has been chosen. They all accepted. Everyone signed contracts. Everyone is good to go. Before the production phase even starts, there is character designs, concept art. There is, uh, you know, it's, it's extremely important because, as you might expect... When it is an anime original, it's very easy to understand why character design is important because you literally have to create it from scratch and out of thin air. Now, when there is an adaptation, and let's say for argument's sake, let's try to use manga as the adaptation source for most of the explanation
0: going forward because let's it's just, say, let's say Spike's family is getting an adaptation. It probably will be, but let's just say uh, no, Spyx Family will get. An let's, say, let's say we're adapting it right now. Okay, let's adapt
1: it right now. Will and Jason is financing Spyx Family coming S- to just you disclaimer, soon. We're not actually doing this. Disclaimer: yeah. We do not actually have. <laughs> but the we capacity. would love
0: to be a part of the production process. Hey, if um, uh, Jump
1: Jump yeah. Jump Plus yeah. Jump Plus staff, if you want to create a Spyx Family adaptation of an anime, call us, baby. Y- you just call us. I will get the money somehow. I don't know how, but I will get it to you. Just right. So
0: let's let's go back onto the whole character design part, right? Right, yeah. Why is it so important? I mean, the, if you have a manga, right? Like, you already have the characters in place. You already have drawings from the animes, I mean, from the manga, so why not just copy it like for like? Well, you are
1: both right and wrong at the same time. You're right in that, yeah, for example, the way the character looks is the way the character looks. And in the manga... And in the anime, it's, it should look the same. It should not look that different. You're right. However, when it comes from a static image to a moving picture, things may not necessarily always translate one-to-one. Yeah. So apparently, for example, fabric moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, for example, think that uh, fabric moving – it might actually affect the movement of the character in the anime. Mm-hmm. So, for example, some character would might have a very intricate and outrageous hairstyle. How so, would their, how would their heads move? How right? would their heads move? Like, does it is it static? And and that's fine if it's static, or maybe not. But a decision has to be made every step of the way on everything. Or how about this? The manga is in black and white. Maybe there's a color spread at some point. But let's say for argument's sake, there is no color. You have to decide what color. You have to decide what color. And that matters immensely.
0: Yeah. And then going beyond that, once you do have a character in mind in terms of how you want to design them, how you want them to be portrayed, comes the next part in terms of the character creation, which is, who the hell are you going to choose to voice this character if you don't have a good character design in place, that you generally wouldn't have an idea of what VA, like what voice actor or actress you would want to cast to portray said character. Right? I mean,
1: you're just not going to be able to get Kanahana for every single female exactly. role ever.
0: Yeah. I mean, we want to. Yeah. We, to be fair, like the whole casting of um, VAs, that would also be part of pre production, but I think talking about the whole casting process does require a separate episode So for all intents and purposes we'll just say that you know we're able to secure the VAs that yeah. we needed but but uh, will made a very good point which is you need
1: to find a VA that is that can be able to express the character accurately and vividly in the eyes of the director or in some cases, the creator as well. Yeah. Because the creator of the manga would might have some input. And this could be anywhere from being completely hands-off and not know anything or being completely on board every step of the way and being asked for approval for so-and-so
0: and so-and-so and -and 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 so-and-so as like a consultant. uh, Imagine like you cast someone, right? And then halfway through the recording sessions and you're starting to roll out the anime. Or it's the director. The overall director comes back and says, hmm... I don't really like the way this character laughs. Oh, it's too whiny. Yeah. Or like, hmm, I kind of want them to be more empowering. I want them to sound more apathetic. I want them to, you know, really, you know, put more energy into these lines. Then it's like, well, these issues could have been ironed out if the pre-production had been good, Well, no,
1: not exactly. Sometimes things change.
0: Sometimes things can happen. I feel like the voice director to direct the
1: lines can do some of that. Yes. But I feel that there are certain voices... That are very uh, unique. For example, uh, Way of the House Husband. Yeah. The Yakuza turned house husband guy. Th- the voice, I think, is perfect. Don't you think that even before the person is instructed on how to say things, his voice just speaks
0: volumes in terms of, oh wow, I hear that voice and I do think this guy's a gangster. Yeah, it's also just like when you look at the character before there's anything like on screen and then like when you actually start playing the anime, you're like, yeah, this is pretty much how I envisioned this character to sound. Exactly. It's because of how, it's because of the importance of the character design. If you have a general image of how a character will look, chances are you'll also have an idea of how they should sound. Therefore, it makes your VA selection a little easier. Yeah, there's going to be issues along the way, right? You know, maybe, like, the VA doesn't perform as good as you liked for them, or maybe, you know, you might change your mind halfway through. But generally, you know, having good character design makes your life a lot easier when it comes to casting members to voice your characters. So then uh, one other thing that we have to talk about in
1: terms of character design is consistency. And we will mention consistency a lot throughout the production and post-production phase. But at this point, the I guess the animation director or the chief animation director would be the person who decides uh, corrections to animations that should be made that is close to their character models. And uh, to dis- to explain that, I'm going to use a very obvious but uh, example which is, oh, you are a robot, so you can move your arms in a very weird way. But if it's a human, you can't move your arms in a certain way. That's just... Unless that's what you're going for. But if you want, like, a normal, like, anime character, their arms cannot move past a certain, you know, axis of rotation or whatever. The chief animation director would be the one to be like, that is feasible. That is not feasible. So, therefore, these sets of actions is applicable to this character given the source material or the circumstances that surrounds it. Yeah. So, Jason, are we finally ready to make our anime? So once the story and everything has been mapped out, character designs have been figured out. Voice actors and actresses have been
0: selected. Have been selected. Budgets approved, and outlines. Budgets sponsors sealed. Are we finally ready to make this anime? Let's produce some motherfucking Fuck anime. Yes. So that was all pre-production. Now, Yes. Yeah, can phase. you believe that? That's all pre-production. Second phase, production: the actual producing of said anime, whatever the anime may be. So, it's just you just produce the anime, right? You you, you put in the stuff. You tell that guy to do their thing, and then after they're done, you give tell them to give you the work, and then you pass it to that guy, and that guy does the rest. No, and no, then it's, that's you, it, right? it's even easier. Like there's a box, right? You
1: put the stuff. What's in, what's in the box? I don't know. I, I, you don't question the box. You put the stuff in the box.
0: And then it spits out the anime, right? Was well, this? Is some Schrodinger's anime? Yeah, Schrodinger's cat, right? Is it in the box or not? I don't know. What's happening in there? Is it, does this anime exist or not? Uh, you won't know until you open it, right? You, you No, you don't open it. Don't does. open it, okay. Don't,
1: don't open it,
0: Jesus Christ. Well, let's say we actually do open up this box and we see the whole process of producing this anime unfold. Where do we start? We have all these, all these ingredients. We have all these things put in place. How do we go about beginning the production of this anime. So, we will then go into
1: the layout, the storyboards and the animation part. Right. Now, some people I want to just sort of uh give a uh, sort of uh what do you call it, like a clarification which is some people would consider that the character designs and everything that we mentioned as pre-production as part of the production phase. Now I understand that sentiment because before you even draw something, everything should be ironed out beforehand. So technically when you start designing and stuff, it counts as the production phase for us. We consider the actual animation of those anime characters or whatever as the production phase. So even though, we are not, it, it, as I said, some studios consider certain things pre production. Some studios consider things production. And in, in as we said in our disclaimer, this is just us trying to clarify that for us, at least in this purpose, the production is the moment that everything has ironed out and the anime is being animated
0: and produce. And we start bringing life to these anime characters. Right, because right? character have, designs yeah, are just... You have the concept. Exactly. Right? You have the blueprint in place, but how do they move their heads? How do their lips open and, and shut? How do they move so that when you have the voice actors dubbing these characters, are you matching it to the movement of their mouths, or are you just you know not animating it at all, and then you just you know, have, a, have a shady mess? Like This is why there's a, a separation between the animation part and the character design part, because... They're, they're two very separate pro- uh, pro- uh, processes. So when it comes to anime or
1: just animation in general, there is a term during the production phase that is extremely important that you will hear time and time and time again. Uh, that thing is called storyboarding. Uh, do you know what story... I mean, you've heard storyboarding plenty. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, storyboarding is... Uh, how do i i mean th- i don't know if this is accurate but i consider it the visual script yes S- it's essentially uh it, it, usually it's done on a4 paper mm-hmm. but i guess it can
0: vary but usually it's a4 paper yeah and i've it, done i've done storyboards before as well when i was doing my film studies class it's it's a very vital part in laying oh, out the, the vision.
1: In short, sure, uh yeah. do you mind talking about it <laughs> <It's> because <laughs> like no no, no, no I'm, I'm not trying to like pawn it off to you but I think you might be able to
0: speak on it better than in that case. Sure. In a way, it's like being able to visualize the script. Yes. Because because when you're reading words, it's not like you're always going to have stage directions. You're not going to always have pointers in terms of how a character is supposed to express certain things. So like you you said, it's the visual representation of a specific part of the script in order for you to flow from scene to scene.
1: Yeah, and to make matters a bit uh, more complicated... With a manga, it's a bit easier because there are panels. Yeah. But let's say if it's a light novel, how do you translate what is written in the words to, into what is
0: seen? With the eyes Yeah So it, you basically like It helps to set the environment It helps to set the, the stage And then it also helps to set How the characters Are going to interact Right Like is this character Going to open up the scene Is it going to just to be An open canvas Is this character Going to be happy Sad or Are they going to be moving What's happening Whilst they're moving Is there dialogue That's going along with it So it's basically Showing each part Of the script And how it's correlated Onto the screen So that when you Get to actually Designing the The, the does uh, the set being able to animate the characters you know how to go from point a to point b from point b to point c and so on
1: right so it's going to be very intricately drawn it's going to have oh, color no and no no, 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 to... no wait, wait no. What? Have...
0: what what dude do you realize how much time we actually have to produce this shit we ain't got that much time we're not gonna talk about crayola crayons and fucking color pencils we're not doing any other crap it's gonna be rough as shit exactly so storyboarding is extremely rough and is usually done by the
1: director because the director is the one that envisions the anime, oversees everything. So everything from uh the cut, how many frames to how how the the composition, like oh, do we pan zoom in? Do we pan out? Is this uh do okay, they're in a room for argument's sake where are we... Where's the camera angle equivalent of, of, of the
0: shot? Yeah. You know? Like, are we going to be employing rule of thirds? Are we going to be using this in black and white? How long is this shot going to be for? There's a lot of things you need where's to do. Where's the blind... Is this
1: blind spot? Yeah. Like, the spot where... And then you... We, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, that's why, like, when it comes to doing storyboards, it's 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 definitely great if things are intricate and detailed, but realistically, you have no time to do that, right? You're, you're going through several hundreds of cuts, so... If you're able to put together something quickly, then you're able to pass it over to the next team and get things started next. You, you, you really should not be spending too much time trying to make things look detailed. Yeah. Uh, Will mentioned cuts earlier. So cuts refers
1: to a single shot of the camera or the the The, like the like frame, basically. The frame. And how – uh an av- but to give you an idea, an average TV anime episode would usually have around 300
0: cuts. Yeah, break that down like each. Yeah, it, that that's why you really have no time because that's just for one episode. Yeah, then and, and you're running. Like, let's say you go Greenland for a 24 episode season. <sighs> yeah, dude, well over six thousand, like six thousand, seven thousand. That's a lot of cuts. I don't think you have time to color and pencil shit. in Right? Let's let's be real. The faster you get it done, the better. However, more cuts doesn't necessarily
1: mean it's better oh, no. quality. It just means that uh, there is more notes and yeah. more direction.
0: More to run with, right? Yeah. So then there is less ambiguity, I guess, right? right cause, cause there's like a five-second gap. And then the director is like, hmm, how am I supposed to tell the animators that between this cut and that cut, characters are going to be doing this or doing that? You have to be very clear. Like, just because it's not well-drawn or intricate, you still have to be clear with your instructions on the storyboard. All right. So then,
1: now comes the layout process, which is the beginning of art production. In simple terms, developing a layout is about the positioning of the cells that are used in the cut and the background art that will be needed, and is the definitive blueprint of how the final shot will look. And to give people an idea, of what cells are? Cells are essentially, uh, was it Will, like a, a a section of drawing. Yeah.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. So, so then,
1: so then, sometimes there would be the the background, and then you would put on top of that, like uh, you know, like another a, layer, another on top. layer on top. Yeah.
0: So usually, when it comes to these kinds of processes, you 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 be work, collaborating with many people, right? You're not just collaborating with the director; you're also collaborating with some producers. You're also talking to the animators who are drawing these layouts. Um, do you, and Afterwards, that you have to talk about how the composition of these layouts, right? Looking into the background, like, oh, how, how big of a building are we going to draw? Or, like, how far away are these mountains going to be? Is this tree placement like, done well? And then, like, everything that's, like, coming in from the storyboard is then laid out as, as, as this process is, right? The layout process. Um, so that everything looks clear. You know, you pick out the colors, you pick up the backgrounds, and you make sure that everything is in place so that you set the stage for when you put the characters into the shot, into this frame,
1: right. Then comes the final, most important—I guess not most important—but the part that everyone is talking about, which is the Making, anime part of yeah. animation. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So now comes now comes the animation. When it comes to animation, there is essentially several sections of animation that we need to talk about there is uh basically the hold on will i'm trying to figure it out there's the key animation and then there is in between animation and then there's the final animation so the key animation is basically the key frames of uh the action or animation that's in process so for example let's say uh i'm punching you will Okay, so let's say this is uh, a a tournament arc, a tournament arc, and uh, Deku is fighting uh oh, no, Todoroki. Just, yeah, no, 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 fuck Let, that. We we are in our own anime, right? Yeah. So he's beating the shit out of All Might. No, 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 no. We're, no. Scratch, scratch, scratch. My Hero Academia. We are the titular character in this we, anime. We are beating the shit out of Deku. No.
0: Let's do it. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's let's, let's beat just, let's, let's beat the crap out of Will Deku.
1: Will and Jason right now is inserted into My Hero Academia Tournament Art number one and is beating the shit out of Deku. So I am going to throw a punch to Deku. And that is the uh that is the direction that uh the shot is dictating. Yeah. So you need, need to break it down, right? Break out that that specific right. sequence. So the key animation, the key frames, as you call frames of animation, is when I do the beginning and basically the end of that motion. So it would be like me clinching my fist. And throwing the punch. And then throwing the punch to Deku's face. And then the punch landing on his face. Right? Exactly. Right. So then that would – it would usually be like – I don't know. I, I, I'm not entirely sure. But I would say like two, three, four uh, frames. Yeah. Just to show like the rough movement of where things will go and what will happen around or to the characters. Then – once that is done, those frames are then approved and rechecked to make sure everything is okay. And once that's done, then it will be officially called the key frames of the anime or the episode. Then comes the in-between animation, which is the things that connect the key frames from beginning to end. So it would be the fluid motion of me clenching my fist and throwing the punch to Deku. That would be the in-between animation. And the in-between animation can be, uh, you know, however many uh, frames. Of course, uh, more frames would be more fluid and more... I
0: guess intricate. Yeah, but it's also like it's not as simple as you clench fist, throw punch, hit Deku, right? It's not like that's basically what the animation. That's what the frames are. But to get from point A to point B, what are you going to add to it, right? Are you going to have Deku's face in the whole the whole time? Are you going to add like lines to make it seem like your hand is moving faster and faster? Are you going to add like explosions and stuff in, t- in between there? It's like you need to be able to show what's happening. From Clenched Fist to Hit Deku. Right.
1: But that's just the simple part of uh, keyframes. Yeah. So let's say, for example, uh, a storyboard dictates
0: a hero escaping from a city. Oh, I think. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. 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 We're talking season three fucking aot part. Yeah, you're reading my docket, but yes yeah that that fucking levi escape scene was fucking nuts so in season three of attack on titan without
1: spoiling anything because it's not really a spoiler levi escapes from their advers his adversaries throughout the city oh it's fucking amazing and it is crazy gorgeous that the storyboard probably is not that intricate it would just be something like levi is
0: escaping uh This is what he's doing. He's the jumping air. from building to building or something. Here's or a shot of the adversary. This is the adversary closing in. This is him escape. Right. But the key frames would be, okay, how is he going to escape?
1: Oh, is he jump zooming through an alleyway? Is he, you know, jumping here? Is he getting? Is he getting like hit? Is, is he swinging down like a pendulum? Right? Yeah, exactly. He... All yeah. that. So then. Then the in-between – once the keyframes have been decided, the in-between motions of actually making it look animated would then be done. Then the finishing touches, the finishing animation would then be, as you said, it would be like, oh, the maybe he gets a scrape here. Or, you know, like this, this box explodes. So, you know, there's after effects and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But at the same time, it's like once you've done it all and it looks good – the number, the next thing you really need to make sure you keep up with is the consistency, right? Like he just got beat up, so you make sure that for the rest of that scene, he looks beat up, right? Right. Like there, like that barrel exploded. You better make sure that that exploded barrel's still in the shot, right? right?
1: But one thing that I do want to reiterate here, which is that uh, the feeling that Will and I got when we watched the Levi escaping scene, there is actually, believe it or not, a special term. ...for this exact thing. It is called Sakuga. Sakuga... Uh, ...it stands for... Hua uh, ...in uh, Cantonese. Hua in uh, uh, Mandarin. ...Pūtonghua. So it literally means drawing picture. But in the Japanese anime... ...in terms of animation... ...Sakuga is the moment where... Uh, ...usually it's action-based. Where... It's essentially everything uh, the animation quality improves dramatically and then it is a dramatic point and usually in the in the fight or anything and it is makes the action look more impactful
0: like this is the part where like 1080p becomes 4k where yeah. color saturations are much more noticeable when you actually start seeing more definitions in the frame.
1: So uh, another good example, going by our My Hero Academia, you know, Deku beating up section. Deku fights Todoroki in season one. Yeah. There is a section towards the end of that fight that if you noticed, all of a sudden everything just looks crazily, like, fluid, gorgeous. And it's just—it it's just, it's, it was like a minute ago versus this minute is very different. That is sakuga. And it gives you that feeling of goosebumps, you know, like your heart starts racing. That is sakuga. And uh, that a lot of people would sometimes even have cult followings for people whose sole job is to create these types of feelings and emotions. And it's uh, the hype. It's the hype, literally. There is also a YouTube video that I would like to, a YouTube uh, channel that I would like to push. It's called Hobbs Sakuga. And all this person does is put all these high-production animated... All these sakugas. All these sakuga moments and put it with really good music. And you should you should check it out. Because I mean, what's better than hype, right? How about three solid minutes of just nothing but hype? Exactly. Exactly. What if Jujutsu Kaisen, the girls fighting, was done and replicated like 20 times over with other female characters from other... Animated series, all looking gorgeous in the end. The animation is
0: crazy. So you're basically talking about mixing like Black Lagoon with Kill a Kill with
1: with Sinful Gear, with Sinful Gear, yeah,
0: with Grunlagen, yeah. Okay, yeah, All right. That's Sakuga, but you can't include Any NARUTO in there because all the women scenes are shit. I'm sorry. What would you say? Yeah. What, what is this? What? Uh, uh, it's um, uh, yeah, immature ninjas. I, immature. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. It, you, you won't it's understand. not like it's not like that bleach thing, right? Oh the cleaning product, yeah. It's no, not like that. No. It's not like
1: that. Okay. Good, 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 good. Great. Alright, so as uh before I cut off Will with Sakuga, consistency matters a lot. Yeah. Because I mean in, in real in real live action movies, I think there is a role for someone to be like, that cup is not is here in this shot, but
0: it's not there. In another shot, oh, this person was smoking a cigarette. And it was, I think, it was in nine hundred two one zero or one of the one of the drama shows where it's like someone was smoking a cigarette, but then in the next frame, their cigarette was unlit, right? Or this person has his
1: back towards this person, then all of a sudden, the next shot, that
0: person's back is. Like it's 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 just or, inconsistent. Or put simply, imagine someone's holding a gun and they're holding it in the right hand, but Nick's scene, they're holding it in their left hand. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? Good call. It could be as simple as that, but you need to make sure that these things are eliminated because then it's just, if you have all these inconsistencies in your show, then it just makes it hard for people to follow, right? It's like, why is this person's hand gestures changing every fucking minute? Why is there a, half glass, a glass half empty and now completely empty? It's just one of those things where, like, it shouldn't be that important because it doesn't really change much of the plot. But it does break that 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 reality for you. And you know?
1: yeah. And that consistency checker person
0: is the animation director. He, this person. So this he, guy, this guy directs the anime, right? Yeah. He's just directing the whole animation process, right? No. Well, so it's not 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 in the name that not on the title. Okay. Yeah. So what are they doing? They are
1: directing the anime, but they're not the directing in the conventional sense. They're directing as in more like correcting. They're like the animation corrector, Yeah, really. They're the ones that look at frames and go, as we said, like, oh, he's holding the gun in the right hand but holding the gun in the left hand. Or this person was wearing this shirt, but then all of a sudden it's unbuttoned in the other one.
0: Like, what? Why? How? Oh, we this need, person was like jumped into a pool of water, but in the next frame they're completely dry. Yeah, Those I mean, I things. mean
1: that's really extreme, but yeah. the, that comes—that's the basically the job of the animation director. Yes, yeah. or this person cannot move like that because he or she is injured. And yeah, sure, it's an anime, but also like come needs on, guys. To be some realism
0: in there. right? Yeah, basically, he
1: uh, he or she, the animation director, is one of four main staff core members of an episode. There is the screenplay uh, to make sure that, you know, the uh, the words and the plot is consistent. There is the animation... Uh, there's the episode director who envisions the episode and also oversees that episode. How it connects from one to the next one exactly. as well. Exactly, And then coordinates with the actual series director. There is the storyboard person, lead storyboard yeah, person. We talked about visualizing the scripts. Exactly. And then... As we just mentioned, the animation director is the fourth
0: uh, core member of a per episode basis. Right. So with that much of responsibility, you would you say the animation directors are like well respected, well paid?
1: It oh. doesn't. It doesn't
0: sound like an easy job. Oh hell yeah! It is wicked hard. I, I said wicked again. guys. Yeah, the whole point of your job is to make sure things look good and also there are no mistakes.
1: This like, is also... You're
0: basically proofreading an anime. And this is also the part where I think is extremely uh, stressful for the episode. But also underrated, right? I don't think I, I think as far as things go, like people don't really know all that much about what an animation director does. It's like you're just making sure things are fine, right? You're just making sure the guy knows his left hand from his right hand, blah, blah, blah. That should be easy stuff, right? I think it's one of those
1: things where when it is unnoticeable, that's when you know you did a good job. But when it is noticeable, it is really, really bad because everyone cannot unsee it. You know,
0: if there's never a single mistake, then it's like it's as if like, no, nothing needed to be done. Right. That's fine. Move on to the next thing. But as soon as one key frame is wrong or one character's design is a little bit off, that's when like all hell breaks loose. Right. Because if you did your job, your name would never show up. But that's also why that they're super underrated but also well respected too. And it's they're, a very very key role. And usually it is
1: f- reserved for people animators who have a lot of experience in 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 just animation in general or in a particular type of animation. So for example, there's even episode directors that you would get for a mecha sequence or I don't know, an action sequence that involves, you know, underwater, for example. Oh yeah, water animation is tough. Oh Jesus. Fire? Oh my god. Fire okay. I shit on Fire Force, the anime, but you you've seen a bit of the anime, yeah. right? I, at least I've seen the trailers. You got to admit that the fire in there is legit. And whoever directed or animated that or overseed that or all of the above deserves some sort of commendation really it's not an easy job it is not an easy job so um as we so then that is what the episode director does the in-between animations as we said is usually handled uh by less experienced animators because generally speaking all you i mean i'm not trying to downplay the importance of an animator but essentially, when you draw multiple frames that dictate one second of animation, it is the drawing the same picture but altering it a little bit, altering it a little bit, altering, a little bit, altering a little bit until the beginning of the keyframe and the other the second keyframe is linked. That is in-between animation. Usually, this is reserved, as I said, for less experienced animators. Doesn't necessarily mean it's always the case, but I guess for art, like. To was to 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 put it in a more uh, not so good way, it's
0: it's easier, yeah, because it's it's kind of done. You have the beginning and the end. Just fill in between. In a way, again, like I don't want to sound offensive, but it's it's almost like lackey work, right? Like it's something that's like just needs someone to do the
1: job. And this is where a lot of the work gets outsourced, mm-hmm. sometimes to uh, Korea, Korea, Vietnam. Yeah, all the credits of names that are not Japanese that you see after the credits, usually, more often than not, are responsible for in-between animations. So, yeah, that's what in-between animations are. And um, it, it, they also do corrections and checks if stuff is, you know, done right and things like that. And then we get to uh,
0: cell composition. We're almost there. We're almost there. We're, we're almost done. Make well. I mean, are we almost done? We're not done yet. Are no, we? we're not even done. We're not, oh, not even. Look. look at the time. We just got done with one episode. We've just got all the keyframes and the in-between animations done. We have our storyboard ready. What what's what's left? What what can we do what, now before we can push out this episode? We we're talking about cells, right? Yeah. All right. So.
1: We we got to compose themselves. We got to put it on the computer and put it on the computer and draw it and paint it and make everything look pretty and complete all the puzzle pieces of the animation. This is the part where we will and I are a little bit unfamiliar. Yeah. Because we don't know. I mean, I I definitely don't know how to assemble or, you know, uh, compose a cell. So I don't want to talk out of my ass and pretend I know stuff that I don't.
0: Yeah. But we can always refer you to certain series, certain shows, that be able to give you more information about it. Right. But
1: basically, this is the part where everything is colored and finished of
0: the animation part. Yeah. So this includes like, like you said color composition. This includes uh 3 uh 3D computer graphics. So basically or, or effects or yeah. effects in general, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like when you add for example like like go back to the Totoroki thing, right? Mm-hmm. explosions and all that. Um is 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 any part of the of the series going to be done in 3D? Um how are you going to be doing the shading? Like how are you going to do shadows and all that? There's a lot that goes into making sure that things look pretty. It makes things look palatable. Right. And
1: that's the finish animations. Right. So the cell comp like composing the cell, composing the frame after the animation is is drawn is the finishing touches, as you said. Finishing touches. Yeah. Finishing well,
0: animation. Now, cool. So you've got your characters designed. You have them moving from one place to another. You have an insane fight scene in the middle and you've added your visual effects, your explosions, your, how you move from point A to point B. You're ready to roll this out, right? Wait, Will, do you hear anything?
1: Do you hear anything? I, I don't hear a single thing from this anime. What, what's going on?
0: Oh, we're, all doing right. a, we're doing a Charlie Chaplin anime. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No. This is a silent film. No. So then it is at this point that we finally
0: go into post-production. Yeah. So, of course, post, after. So once the main production of the anime is done, this is where you would say, like, the editing, the cleaning, and then finally, like, release of the anime starts coming in. And one key component that we have to leave till now, because there's no point doing it unless you already have a key anime in place... You need the music, you need sounds, you need voices. So sound production is, again, another like whole can of worms because there's a lot of layers to it, but generally you want to talk about having a soundtrack in place. Most of the time you have, like, we're not, we're not even talking about like openings and endings, that's a whole different thing, but generally when you have music laid into an episode, how your characters are going to sound, so by casting the right voice actors and having them say their lines, um, generally these usually take part after because then you already have the visual element you have something that you can refer off to therefore if you can see a certain character's mouth moving their facial expressions or like a general action sequence you can then convey to the voice actor or voice actress how they're going to deliver their lines and what kind of music is going to be accompanying these scenes and they're usually uh, you know in a recording studio obviously there's
1: there should be a dubbing uh, director that instructs the voice actors or actresses Oh, this is the key moment. I need more oomph. I need you to sound more tragic, or you know, like give direct stage almost like stage directions, but it's it's sound directions, really. Uh, so that is what the dubbing director does. And then the voice actor or actress basically obviously voices the 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 anime characters, and then that get once that is approved, that gets inserted into the anime. In terms of music, yes, we don't want to talk about OP openings or ED endings because that's a whole can of worms. Yeah. But there's usually two different types of music. There is the opening and the ending themes that are usually sung by, uh,
0: you know, like a, a pop group or, you know, a rock group. You know, like basically... even if it, or, or, you know, in, in certain shows, like if you have a very prominent uh, voice actress or a seiyuu, then you'll have them sing the opening. Exactly. But that is
1: different than the orchestral soundtrack, which right. is the soundtrack that accompanies the episode as semi-background music or so on and so forth. Right. The Kevin
0: Penkin, uh domain, basically. We're just going gonna... <sighs> to...
1: Mr. Penkin. Mr. Penkin.
0: And in, in some cases, I mean in some relevance as well, like, for example, like Flying Lotus, suited the music and the sound design for Yasuke. Mm-hmm. Now, as bad as the show was... The music itself was fucking fantastic. I fucking love Flying Lotus, and it definitely—if it wasn't for the music—I probably wouldn't have been able to to finish the show. At least we'll finish the first episode. But th- these are key parts, right? How your how the music sounds, how this, how the characters sound, how the how the sound of the leaves—you know—the sounds that the leaves make when the wind blows, or like when you're stepping into a puddle of water. Those even those small little things is not just within anime production like this is all for, for tv shows for media for for movies these are small minute things that actually amount to a lot as a collective so you have to spend quite a little quite a lot of time to make sure that things sound right right like what it really sounds like if you step on a branch what happens when your character is out of breath right so that's just the sound part right yeah so let's then say all of that
1: is done the anime is finished. Everything is approved. Oh, I mean, after all that's done, obviously, there'll be editing, you know, making sure everything is consistent, everything maybe, is okay. Yeah, maybe color corrections and all that. The director giving the final stamp of approval after seeing everything from beginning to end. So let's just say you that, that everything in sequence, you have yeah. your opening, you have your anime, your ending done. Let's just say that all 25 minutes is ready. And let's say that all 12 or however many curves or episodes of the anime is done. Okay, great. Anime is done. Made, finished. Prompt. Let's release this shit now. Then comes oh, the no. promo, another step, the promotion and advertising. Oh boy! Okay. I will say only one. I mean, I will say one particular aspect of promotion. I mean, there's obviously PVs, promotional videos, CM, which is commercial, that are all like you know they're exactly what they they say they are. There is one thing, though, that I think is extremely unique to anime uh, in general that is different than other mediums, which is key visuals. Now, when an anime is announced or even before they air, they will show key visuals of the anime. And key visuals, if you look at it, it it is just a picture of the anime or the anime characters or whatever. But in anime and manga, it is extremely important because the key visuals are usually not only dictate the final design of the character that will be adapted into the anime, but also sometimes even the general atmosphere and feel of the anime. So is like the first thing that fans will be exposed to to see the feeling or the atmosphere that... Or the intention, direction of the anime adaptation. It's like
0: a, it's like the free sample at a grocery store, right? Like this is what you're going to be in except for. It's static. Yeah, this is what this is what you're in for. Hopefully, once you, if you get to experience a full 25 minute episode, like at least you have an idea of what to expect. It is usually a uh, very high resolution, like super high resolution. We're talking
1: like thousands of pixels times thousands of pixels in its original intended format.
0: And it's also like – it, it, it is supposed to give you an insight as to what the show is going to be about and how to – how you're going to consume the show, right? It's not just like regular promotional material, not like – uh, say, for example, like the Fast and Furious series, like all the characters standing by their cars, blah, blah, blah. It's not like that. It's not just to showcase what the movie is. It's literally to give a glimpse of the material itself. For the, for the consumer. Or even
1: like, oh, these characters will be in the anime, so it will only cover this part of the manga or light novel. Or it could be a red herring. Or it could be a red herring. But the point is, this is kind of the first impression to the public, is the key visual. And sometimes, that's all you're going to get. I mean, nowadays, you get lots of uh, promotion videos, trailers of all these shows. But sometimes, for lesser-known shows... All you get before the release is key visuals. So key visuals is extremely, extremely important
0: because of that. Cool. Are we ready to release this anime now? Yeah, let's release the shit. Cool. Where do we release it? Here we go. So you can
1: obviously broadcast it on... uh, Japanese TV, yeah. which a lot of animes still do to this day. Yeah, but we don't live in Japan, though, do we? No, where we consume our animes is through streaming services,
0: but for the most part. So you know the shows, it's sort of the not, platforms you talked about, like High Dive, Crunchyroll, Funimation, Netflix, Netflix. Yep. I guess Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Not much Hulu. Hulu does not much, but no. generally, like this is probably one of the easiest ways. Like most people have a subscription to at least one of these platforms. Right, unless if you have, like, a satellite dish that goes into, like, Japanese or, Actually, no, because like, here in Hong Kong, you have Animax, right? Yeah. So you, so you can't watch, like, broadcasted shows in Hong Kong or, like, there is going to be, like, some... Like, for instance, you have Adult Swim in Japan. I mean, in, yeah, in, in the U.S. Okay. You probably have, like, a Taiwan yeah, counterpart. Yeah. So there's that. But again, like, for the purpose of this specific, like, topic, we're talking about TV broadcast. We're talking mm-hmm. about streaming. Yes. We're talking about, uh, are, are, is it, is, are we going to have physical media? Exactly. Are we going to have
1: DVDs or Blu-rays, which they call DVDs and BDs? Now, there is two other acronyms that has been, at this point, that has been used constantly. And I think a lot of people don't seem to understand fully what they mean. They are OVA and ONA. OVA stands for Original Video. Animation, ONA stands for original net animation. Now, whenever you hear OVA, they're usually given to specials, you know, like things that are bonuses. Yeah. But really, what it means is that it is n- episodes that are not aired on Japanese TV that are related onto physical discs only. So it's, it's not released for broadcast, but it's released on physical discs or physical mediums, hence video. Original net animation is the same thing, except there is no physical copy. It is released on the internet. Yeah, so basically all the originals you get from Netflix. Are ONAs, because there are no physical Blu-rays. Yeah. Or, for example, uh, there, there are OVAs that could be released uh, through streaming services as well but they also have to have a physical
0: release. If they don't, then they're an ONA. Yes. So like for example, like Eden that you watched earlier. That's an ONA. Yeah. Okay. I think we're, we we finally got our anime produced. We finally have it sent out, got all the sponsors ready. We're ready to roll this out. We're going to be airing this in Japan at like, I don't know, 11.55 PM. And then it's going to be going on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and you're also gonna have Blu-rays going out. This is it, right? We're finally done.
1: Uh, wait,
0: no, nah, son, we ain't done. What's what? What happens now? Making money. Wait, you're doing this for money? You're getting paid. <laughs> All right. Wait, don't look underneath. How this... does how does one make money off of anime? Okay. Basically,
1: there are five ways people uh studios can earn money. Let's start with the physical, DVDs and Blu-rays. I know we live in an age where Blu-rays are kind of like why?
0: Yeah. Why? Everything's gone digital like, like now. Like my right? Mac
1: my MacBook Air doesn't even have a Blu-ray drive. Like everything, all my games are downloaded through Steam or or Actually, my PS4 has a lot of physical media, but that's because I'm
0: I'm dumb like that. Yeah, but is it, you you collect the stuff, right? Because it's nice to have a physical copy. Yeah, for the most part,
1: I but I can just buy it off the the, the, sto- the online store, right?
0: All, almost all the manga I have is digital.
1: Other than my childhood years reading, yeah,
0: like my Naruto's and my bleaches, those and, and my Tokyo Ghoul's, those my, are all physical. my 20th century boys. Those yeah. are,
1: those are physical, right? But um. Blu-rays, funny enough, in Japan matters a lot because Blu-ray discs are extremely expensive, usually contains these OVAs, as we mentioned, these Lots bonuses, content, yeah. and things like that to entice people to buy Blu-rays because usually Blu-ray sales goes to the animation studio and not to the production committee. Of course, those things, terms and conditions can change. But usually that's how the animation studio earns their money on top of the flat sum of money that they get in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And this is independent of the budget. So, you know, having Blu-ray sales, which you can get for a lot of money... And is. therefore,
0: through those sales, you would also be able to get royalties and all that. Exactly, and that's how the original Property creator did, like merchandise, exactly. Stuff like
1: that. You know, like the body pillows, all the figurines, all the the f- figurine body pillows. Yeah, all, yeah. All, all all that stuff, all that jazz, all that jazz goes to the animation studio. Merchandising is the second thing. So the third thing is localization, yeah, physical, mm-hmm. uh, which is simply in your country, the. Blu-ray will be released in your language. Maybe sometimes with dubbing. Yep. I don't know. Usually not. It's just your subtitles. Mm. Then comes obviously the streaming licensing, which is the thing that is all the rage these days and everything's all about it. Yep. Then the last source of potential earning or budget money is through crowdfunding. And... I would say in recent memory, at least from my personal experience, there's only two projects in recent memory that have made a big impact in the crowdfunding uh, scene. That is Little Witch Academia by Studio Trigger and the recently ended Kickstarter by Witch Studio, The Girl on the Other Side. Both successfully funded. Both successfully funded. The Girl on the Other Side was uh, funded within 24 hours and heavily funded by
0: and, and, ev- everyone on the, on the it, it, you could see like I think it was like within 24 hours they met their goals they were like there was a lot of hype behind it I mean we crowdfunded it yeah you, some would say that the success of the show was very much dependent on our contribution uh, yeah okay don't take my word for it
1: don't, don't take our word for it
0: right so, and, uh, <sighs> okay yeah.
1: so now that we're okay and that's it. Like, it I mean we could go on and on and on but let's just say
0: that is it Now we've, now, now we're finally making money cool We've made some money, so let's now finally talk about some anime and manga. About anime and manga making, will. What do you think? So let's let's focus on the anime ones first, and afterwards yeah, yeah, yeah. we have because because here's the thing: the the manga creation process does require another episode, maybe like an after dark or like a like a, a focused sort of you know topic discussion. But generally, the shows that we're going to talk about, they will be able to give. You know, some sort of insight, whether it's more technical, whether it's more creative, whether it's more romantic. Nonetheless, it'll give you an insight into the specific industries we're talking about and the process that go behind the scenes. So let's talk about the anime, the anime animes. I think there are two, right, that we kind of should just talk about. Yeah, one that we've watched a while ago and the other one which is we're both really digging right now. Yes. Let's start off with uh, the, the, the creative uh, one that we watched a while back. Keep your hands off of Isaacan. Right it, by uh, Um This one, oh, I liked the show. I liked it a lot. It was cute to see, you know, a, a group of you know students coming together and saying, "Hey, look, we have you know creative minds. We want to put together this animation club, and we're going to you know get school funding to produce this anime." So is, it was cool to see. Is that, it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Oh yeah, okay. it's on Netflix. Uh, and it was just really cool to see like the creative process that goes behind it, right? Now to t- t- talk about the other show that we've been watching. Uh,
1: okay, so Hands of Isaacin though, is more, as you said, focused on the creative aspect. Yeah. They don't really touch on the budget. They don't really touch on, like, the... Y- but if you want to
0: get a good visualization of how storyboarding works, yes. that's a really or good one. Or character anime. design, too. Really good Hands one.
1: Hands of Isaacin really uh, accentuates... And oh,
0: so- sound design, too. Sound yeah, design, yeah, yeah. as well.
1: Or, like, how, how does a character move? Does this creature move like this? Why would it not move like this, you know? It is very well done in general. It's very heartwarming. I love all three of the main heroines. Dope.
0: But when it comes to the nitty gritty of securing funding and production deadlines and all that planning, we you want to check out Shirobako. Shirobako, which you can catch on uh, Crunchyroll.
1: Yes, and there's also a movie that is out. Yeah,
0: it's out. Yeah, I'm not sure where to watch it, but we're not close to even watching. We're not. Oh uh, yeah, we'll figure it out when we get there. See, see this, this anime takes like 24 episodes to go through one process. <laughs> we, I think we did pretty well. I think for, we did pretty well. Yeah. So Shirobako
1: is essentially about f- a group of four high school. It started out in high so, school, yeah. then they
0: moved. Oh, there's a fi- there's a fifth girl, but she's she's still in college. After, it was uh post time skip. Post time skip. Yeah. yeah, and the time skip happens like. Literally a minute, two minutes, minutes,
1: yeah. So, so it's not really a spoiler, and uh, it talks really about the nitty gritty of anime making to the point where they show you a, a, a shit ton of characters, but then they also tell you their occupation and their names, and then you go through literally the production process because our main main character is a production assistant, and it just goes through all
0: the trials and tribulations of getting things done. And I love Shirobako. Everything from delivering frames from one place to another, making sure that the cloud is running so that you're able to get your backed up files, to coordinating with your key animators to make sure that there's consistencies between episode sevens to episode eights. Or, or, or creative differences. Yeah. They address that too. I think. Even going through, for example, like if your
1: director has writer's block. Yes, they also go through that as well. Or a director not. Uh, liking a certain animation segment and asking
0: it to be redone or what happens if you know one person is ill and they miss a deadline and what and then the fallout for one person what deadline missing and then all the other deadlines getting pushed back or someone quitting yeah it's 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 still a, it's still a pretty warm wholesome show but like it shows you like really the harsh realities of the process of making anime and they
1: pull no punches they They have all the lingo. They show you
0: every step of the way. It's almost like a documentary, almost. And if it's like, if something was set up to fail, it's going to fail. So it doesn't sugarcoat things. Yeah. Even if it's going to suck, at the very least, it gives you a realistic idea of what really goes behind the scenes. I mean, as realistic as As, you can. India, it's still an anime, right? It's still a show. You should still enjoy it. They don't want to depress you that much. But yeah. So Shirabaku, you can see on Crunchyroll. Yeah. So, hey. Those two shows, fantastic. We we could talk about the manga stuff too, but I think nah, it, we will we, we'll leave that for another. We'll episode. leave
1: that we'll leave that for
0: another episode. Um, man, it, do, if only it was this easy to make an anime, right? <laughs> Dude, we we managed to talk about the whole process, and it, we can do it. It took us an hour to talk about it. I'm sure we can produce. I think an anime. it took more than an hour. Hour hour a little bit. Yeah, whatever. hour hour. You no one's keeping track. Which is why we'd be terrible at making anime if we're not timekeeping. <laughs> oh, the scheduling? Yeah. Oh, no. We don't even have a voice acting cast yet. Yeah, no, okay. Oh, wait. No, there's two voice actors right here. Right here, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. So that is the end of this episode for The Good Anime Palette Episode 9. Let's go through some housekeeping. Go for it. You can always reach us through email at... G-A-Palette at gmail.com, that's G-A-P-A-L-E-T-T-E at gmail.com, all one word, through our Twitter, at PaletteGood, capital P, capital G, or through our Facebook page, www.facebook.com, slash PaletteGood, capital P, capital G, all one word. You could also visit our website, www.GoodAnimePalette.com, all lowercase, all one word, you can join us on Discord. We had quite a few number of new Discord people. So it's been pretty active. Lately. It's been it's been it's, it's been pretty good. It's been nice chatting with a bunch of people. And if you're hesitant, you should uh you should not hesitate and come down and just be be friendly. We're all we're all good
0: people. We like to talk anime and manga, and it's great. Look, it's good to hear other people outside of Jason recommend me read read or watch Silver Spoon. Or right. sinful gear, right? So hey, it's a it's a cool environment. Get on it, um, and let's just have a good time just talking about anime and manga.
1: Yeah, uh, we also have uh, my anime list club, a mal club, which uh, you can get at our show description. You can also get our Discord invite through our show description. If you want to get an invite to any one of those and you uh, and you can't find the link, you can always just email us and we'll give it to you no problem. So our intro music is. Green Lights by Jazar. Our break music is Min 2019 by Minobu. Our outro music is What You Thinking, the instrumental version by Wataboy. You can find our intro music from the freemusicarchive.org. And you can find our break
0: and outro music at pixabay.com. Will. How's it going, man? I want to throw out a couple of names at you, and I want you to, at the top of your head, think which animation studio would go well with them. So, say for example, Quentin Tarantino was to make an anime. Trigger, do you think really think trigger because of the fact that it's they they like doing originals right and all the Tarantino stuff is always very wacky and unique and originals and original. I was thinking Silent Sorrow. Okay, just because of the fact that it's like because they, they have like unique visions in terms of how art's done, right? Okay, right. How about J um, J Abrams? Uh, ooh, Kyoto. <sighs> I was thinking a one one or any studio really that would do something nice and intergalactic i
1: actually wait i mean kyoto animation may not be the best one but i was thinking it because of jj abrams really care about like the way things look mm. i wouldn't say kyoto animation have a lot of lens flares but <laughs> <This>. <laughs> all right is that it is that are the only two you got you got any more well i mean why don't you throw some at me i don't fucking know <laughs> i don't i don't know will fincher Sure, David Fincher, what you got?
0: Uh, I'd say I, if it was 2015 before, Madhouse, absolutely. Ooh. David Fincher, Madhouse, that would be a crazy one. That would be good. Right? Okay. Well, we can wax lyrical about all these, you know, dream director. No, no, no but Studio. actually, you know what, Will? None of that
1: is important because as long as our anime has uh, Kevin Penkin's melodic tones then we're good, right? One of
0: these days, people are, are going we, are we, are we to... We, should we just say it? Like, we're Kevin, si- Kevin Penkin is the Hans Zimmer of the anime world? Okay, so...
1: I think Kevin Penkin is the non-Asian Hans Zimmer of the anime world. Okay, I think the real Hans Zimmer of the anime world is Sorano. The Attack on Titan... Uh, Series composer mm. and Carboneri Fortress. That's a composer. yes. Okay. The second one would be Yuki Hayashi, I think. Yeah. The one who did the My Hero Academia soundtrack.
0: Okay. Oh, actually. Oh, God. No, okay. So, you know how you're talking about Kyoto Kyo- Kyo- Animations, right? Yes. I was thinking of the perfect director to go with it. Ponderson. Mm. If it was doing stuff like no, like, it's like quirky, right? Quirky, Kyoto but, animation is not quirky, but it doesn't have to be quirky. It could just it could also just be beautiful. I too, would right? I would say like Arrival,
1: the director for Arrival, mm. and the the latest Dune movie. I forgot his name. It's like not it's, oh, it's not an English name. I don't remember, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, that guy. Science Sarah would also be pretty good for TT Wakiki. The guy who did... Um, yeah, that one Riding I Rock. agree with. That one I agree with. He's the golem from... Uh, who the hell would produce for Christopher Nolan? Oh, shit. IG? I, oh, good shout. Production IG, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. let's try this. Let's, let's see what happens if these guys... Wait, who gets wit? In...
1: I say uh, Tom, uh, Paul... Uh, who is the aquatic life guy? Tom... Paul... Tom, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to sound like a fucking idiot. Who gets Tim Burton? Paul, uh, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson okay. would be, um, yeah. Who Paul.
0: Who gets Tim Burton? Oof.
1: A1? I mean, with Shadow's house? Yeah, uh.
0: probably. Okay. Well, Cloverworks? Oh, good. yeah. Actually, that would be a good one, too. If it was like Wonder Egg-esque, right? Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah. Or Shadow's house. Yeah. Oh man, that actually be really cool to see these directors get into anime, into anime. If 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 there was you know some alternate universe. I mean, then James Cameron did Battle Angel Alita, Alita but it was obviously not anime. Yeah. Something about what her eyes just really bothered me. And are, was... you, are, you, are you are you are you checked out the original manga? No, or anime? no, 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 no. Hmm. I wonder, wonder how hard it be the how easy it'd be to find it. I don't know. Look online later. All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, listening into how Jason and Will would make an anime. Obviously, there's a lot of kinks, and we still need to flesh out our timekeeping, and I'm pretty sure we'll need more than just the two of us to do the voice acting. But quite clear, it's not easy, right? So we really do have to pay respects to the people before us who have made all these shows, made all this manga. Look, like, just go out there, get a Netflix appreciate a good show read a good get crunchy roll get crunchy roll yeah get crunchy roll don't just use off of netflix don't just you know wait for something to get on there go on crunchy roll if animation here in the u.s and just watch some damn good anime man
1: or just get a vpn as well that would solve a lot of
0: your issues true do yeah. that and you that's have what the, I whole, do. the whole world of anime in front of you
1: yeah exactly that's what i
0: do so right so yeah tune off of this podcast, get onto your favorite streaming service, find a show you want to watch and just enjoy the rest of your week. Alright? Yeah. Peace out. Take it easy. Later.